Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. If you haven't yet, there's still black vinyl available for the One Teen Unity comp. And also there are One Teen Unity hoodies that will be up for pre-order until Monday. So make sure to head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel and pick those things up. Support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we go deep. I just got done reading this new comic book written by James Tinian titled The Department of Truth, Conspiracy Theories, My Mind is Blown. I'm such a sucker for the moon landing stuff, JFK, Flat Earth, what's real, what's not, I have no idea. But if you're into comic books and you think conspiracy theories are fun, go pick up issue one of The Department of Truth and thank me later. But on today's episode, we track down Jake Clark. He has a new EP dropping tomorrow, October 2nd. And I don't want to reveal the name of the EP just yet. Continue listening. You'll hear him reveal the name in the middle of the podcast. Super awesome. I was stoked on that. But it was a pleasure to be able to sit and talk with Jake about the EP what's to come after the EP, and then we go off the deep end. We're talking about different dimensions, things that I don't even understand, things that I've never even researched. So he's talking about stuff that is just blowing my mind. And I'm sitting here trying to absorb stuff and make sense of it. And then, yeah, it gets crazy. So seriously, enjoy this conversation. It gets wild. So strap in, and without further ado, welcome Jake Clark to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Jake. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I was uh, obviously I still followed you on uh, Instagram and Twitter from the last time I had you on. And I saw you Mm. posting about wanting to just do any podcast to uh, talk about the new EP you're dropping. And I just kind of threw it out there. You know, obviously, I just replied to you. Wasn't sure, um, you know, if you would be down to come back on. So the fact that we're here again, I'm, I'm definitely stoked. Yeah, I was happy you wanted to have me back. I wasn't sure if I was just a one-time guest or if you could do multiple appearances. But uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me back. Yeah, no, and I always try to uh, leave the door open to, to have people back on because uh, I'm always uh, gracious uh, you know, and stoked that people are down to come on the podcast. And I, I always feel like the, the first podcast is, is always fun, but then it's, it's always cool to um, have people, you know, come back on uh, after some time has passed. Cause obviously I feel like people, uh, you know, have their first go at it and I feel like they come back and they're like more used to it. So um, I feel like it's just like a, a better conversation. And then also, you know, obviously time has passed, things change. So it's always cool just to kind of catch up and, you know, see what's going on with, uh, you know, the people in, in their lives. Cause obviously things change. For sure, for sure. So, okay, before we talk about the the, the new music that you have going on, I, I kind of just wanted to yeah. bring up. So I, I had you uh, on, it was like middle of January. So, you know, beginning of the year, which is crazy to think about. It feels like ages ago. 
and it, it, was, it was cool to have you on. Obviously, we, we talked about uh, you know the other stuff that um, you you're doing, but then uh, like uh, you know shortly after the the podcast, I can't remember exactly when, but uh, you know Sand and Fury had yeah. their announcement, and I saw that uh, Super Heaven was on the the bill, and I was like su- like super surprised. I was like, holy crap! I was like, I just had you know Jay Clark on, and we were talking about uh, Super Heaven, and not sure if they were ever going to do anything again. But then like you know boom, there you are in Sound and Fury. And I was just tripping. I was like, holy crap, like that's so cool. And I, and I know a lot of people were stoked to see your guys' name on that flyer. So can you talk about like how you guys were uh, approached to play that? Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like I mentioned that I was, we were down to play shows or something on the podcast last with you. Uh, and then like a month or two later, um, someone hit us up and it was uh asked if we wanted to play and i was like oh this would be this sounds so much fun like right up our alley uh and i know we were all super excited to play and then march came and it's just kind of you know how you know how that went so uh that was that was a bummer that was a real bummer but uh rightfully so that it should have been sold <laughs> yeah 100%. hopefully we can do it again oh dude you know hopefully yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping uh, whenever it's okay to have shows again, and whenever Sam Fury happens again, I, I hope they try to you know ask a lot of those, those same bands to to come back out and try to you know keep that lineup intact. Because obviously I, I know it's really going to be hard because obviously yeah. there's so much time has passed, and who knows what people's schedules are going to be like. But I, I thought that lineup was like shaping up to be something really cool. They uh, they did say that that was like excluding the have hard year, <laughs> it was the best selling year. And mm-hmm. so I was like really excited to play. Like we haven't played in so long. We haven't played California since I want to say 2016. Uh, so I knew that show was going to be really cool. Um, yeah, I was really looking forward to it. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. it can happen again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Just to to come back and for it to be at a uh, you know new venue and you know they're bringing it back to Ventura. So I, it definitely would have been a cool setting. So I'm stoked that. Uh, you know, people uh, care enough to to ask you guys to play. So it, it, it's cool that you guys are so willing to keep that open and, and willing to you know travel all the way out here to to do it. So I'm definitely looking oh. forward to you know seeing that in the future. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any excuse to like <laughs> travel anywhere to play. I mean, especially California is always uh, a good reason to go. Um, yeah, man, that was that's a it was a real bummer how that happened. Uh, yeah, so hopefully we can have it again. Love Ventura. Uh, been there, I think. Where oh, it was Santa Barbara before, mm-hmm. and then so Ventura and Santa Barbara aren't far from each other, correct? Yeah, like pretty yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. So that that area is so cool. So I was I was really excited to come back. And like the last time we played Sound of Fury was 2010, and like it's just so cool like, to watch like a video of us playing in 2010, and then. What it was going to be so super cool to see us play 2020. Like when we played 2010, I think it was 2010, maybe t- 2009. I forget. Uh, no one gave a fuck. Like, I mean, people like watched us and like, I think we had one stage diver and I was like, this is at the moment that was like the coolest show I've ever played. So I was, I was really excited to hopefully potentially come back and play it again, see uh, what kind of reaction we'd get that time. Hell yeah, because I, I feel like you guys are like way bigger now, and especially since the the, yeah. the time off and the, the people, you know, people still talk about your band and like, you know, those records still, in my opinion, hold up. So 
I, I feel like right. there's a lot of people like definitely anticipating that set. That's really that also is really nice that people still care. It, it makes me really uh, happy because I know we all put a lot of work in to those records, and uh, it's just it's uh, no one has to care. So it, it, the fact that anyone cares is always like super exciting, and uh, you know, it's really nice. Okay, so you're on the podcast uh, mid January. Here we are, literally the last day of September. Can you talk about? what your year has been like leading up to this point and at what point did you start to want to write uh, the solo stuff and put out this ep that you're going to release on friday so uh i've had these songs for a really long time actually um and i kind of like i don't want to say fell out of love with songwriting but kind of just it took a backseat in my life with everything else going on um so i just never got around to recording and and finishing these lyrics and writing uh, the songs. But um, I, I, I want to say I, I like finished recording them in like April or March or something like pretty quick. Like it was like, yeah, I got time. Let's just do it. Went to my practice space, just tracked some stuff. Uh, didn't even do it like in a real studio. Um, uh, kind of wrote them and kind of like made sure I <laughs> finished them. And, and now I'm already on to like, it like ignited something back in me uh, as far as like songwriting. Uh, and I just feel like I'm already writing songs for a potential LP, hopefully next year. Like I'm almost done that now. Like I'm just like, the idea is just kind of hitting me all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly forget <laughs> where I was going with that or what <laughs> the rest of the question was. But um, yeah, I just started writing April. I think I had them finished by June. Like, finished lyrics and recording and writing by then and is it, was it easy for you to just jump right back in because you mentioned you kind of fell out of love with uh you know songwriting so for you to want to pick it back up what was it easy to you know put these pieces back together to jump right back in and you know finish these lyrics or you know um, uh, flesh out these songs after so long uh yeah i mean it, it just kind of I, I like uh fell in love with like, writer's block uh so it just kind of hit me all at once and felt like i just found my my groove again i kind of wanted to take a different approach with writing these songs um uh, it kind of took time to like uh, before i recorded them, i guess strip them down uh one of the songs was like supposed to be a real heavy song um actually the song i released the single i released that was originally like a real rocking song it's called nightmare um and i was gonna it, i kind of had it written for like, like super heaven for like a, a potential like next lp but obviously never got there so i kind of just stripped it down one acoustic guitar some drums played bass in my fingers and just i just feel like uh this whole ep has a similar kind of vibe and um, how many tracks are going to be on the, the ep there's gonna be four tracks on this ep and like now i say four i'm like oh, i wish i would have done more but that's why i'm kind of like i got this fire ignited in me i'm like i gotta put an lp out because i never had an lp of solo stuff so like i guess it's got to do it yeah i feel like ep is not enough i yeah i was looking over your catalog and it would be you know a couple of eps here and there and then you were just doing you know singles or splits uh, so I, i'm surprised that you know you have so much material already out i'm surprised that you haven't had an lp yet 
Yeah, I think I was just kind of, I was writing stuff when, tour, when the band was still touring and stuff. So it wasn't like my in forefront, you know, I always kind of, it was always on the back burner of like, oh, I have some time, I have this riff, I'll write it. Um, and I never had like a proper place. To, no, I did it for a little bit, but as I got older, it's hard to have a place to like kind of keep all my stuff and record stuff. But now I got a good setup now, so um, I'm gonna start working on more material. I mean, I love. I found a love of songwriting again, so I'm just, I just want to do it. It's so much fun to like uh, write songs and get together with other musicians. Uh, so that's what my hope is on the next record is to get together with a friend, uh, have him play drums, kind of bounce ideas off of and get an LP out. So this is your solo project. And obviously you played in bands before. Uh, where was the thought process to do a solo thing instead of just starting another band? You know, <laughs> in hindsight, I definitely wish I would have just started a band <laughs> and just had it under a name, you know? Um, but at the time I have, guess i just had some i had some four like four songs when i first started i was like you know i'll just put them out by myself um and this way i feel like i can pick it up and put it down whenever i want uh it doesn't have to be like a whole thing of like the band's breaking up or the band's getting back together it's just me uh and when i i'm enjoying songwriting again um so it's just i'm picking it back up right where i left off uh it's just, yeah, it's just me. So and that's the nice thing is that there's no, there's no band to it. It's just, it is just me and I can just kind of take it, pick it up or put it down whenever I want, you know? And I'm just curious. I feel like there's a lot of pressure since it's your name, you know, as the project, did you ever try to come up with like a stage name or uh, you know, an alias <laughs> to, to go by? Uh, no, I just felt like, I feel like people are, interested enough that we'll check it out check out some of the tunes which is always super cool but um never to the degree where if i, I felt like if i put a stage name to it it would for me it would seem kind of phony like i'm like i'm not like i'm just some guy like writing some songs like it's just me um so I, that didn't really cross my mind much to come up with like some sort of stage name or anything for sure and I, and but, at least yeah. like you know it, it doesn't uh the, your name jake jake clark it, it sounds nice it rolls off the tongue fine so it doesn't sound like you know like strange or anything so i i, I think it's cool but I, I was always just curious because sometimes i yeah I, I like you know the the podcast that, that i do is uh you know the mm -hmm. jamie or k podcast and i just always wanted just to keep it simple no real like gimmicks or anything and uh I, I, I sometimes wonder if it, I maybe should have made some stupid name for it because it's, it's always yeah. it's weird just seeing my name sometimes everywhere because like I don't love it like I'm not like a you know crazy <laughs> like narcissist or something or like you know stuck to see my name everywhere but I, I just wanted mm -hmm. to keep it you know just simple and just like you know like just you know get it out of the way but it, it's it's weird sometimes it's just like seeing it all over the place so I'm always curious like when I see somebody else using their own name and like you know I just want to know what, yeah. like what their like thought process is about it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It, it is strange to see your name, but at the same time, it's like it's also the easiest route. That's your name, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So, just did the name. Um, but yeah, but that doesn't say like. And then I can always start another band, you know. 
like I can have a solo project and then start another band with other friends and never opposed to that, you know? Okay. And I'm trying to remember before you released the, the first single, I, I remember you like tweeting out, uh, you know, tweeting about these songs that you wanted to, you know, uh, finish writing them or should you release them? Like what was there ever a, a point where this EP wasn't going to come out? where there could have been a chance where you're like, oh, crap, like maybe I'm having second thoughts and uh, maybe people aren't going to be into it. Uh, yeah, I definitely had second thoughts. Like like I said, I think I finished recording it around April, I want to say May, somewhere around there. And, and I was kind of listening to and I was like, do I even like these songs? Because they've been in my head for, you know, a while now. Mm-hmm. And um I was like, I don't even know if I even like these melodies or songs. Uh, but I showed my roommates, showed my girlfriend, and uh, showed my other friends. And they're just like, yo, this is good. Put it out. And I was like, you know what? Let's put it out. Um, and I, I think I had pretty uh, pretty positive reaction to the first single. So, you know, uh, I'm not trying to <laughs> – I don't think it's going to be a uh, number one hit, but like, if I always get like some sort of response of people enjoying it, you know, that's good enough for me to keep putting music out. Yeah. I, I was definitely curious about uh, how you go about, you know, critiquing your own music, uh, especially since it's a solo project and you're kind of just doing everything on your own. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's cool to hear that, you know, you, you actually, you know, showed some people and you know, got some feedback because like that's uh, pretty tough when I do this podcast, I, I, uh, and I've said this like a million times, I've, I, I edit the podcast and I, I do everything by myself. So when <laughs> I listen back and I hear myself speak, I was like, Oh, that's so terrible. Like I could have, you know, obviously it's easy, you know, hindsight. <laughs> uh, I, I think about how I could have phrased things like way better. And I'm always just like, always like second guessing. I was like, shit, maybe I shouldn't put this out, but then I'm always just like, fuck it. Like I, I have to put it out. Like I actually, you know, person gave me their, their time. And we sat there and talking. I'm like, all right, worst case, people are just going to hate it and not pay attention. Cool, whatever. So it's always like, I, I feel like I'm always just like, all right, whatever. Like, just, uh, you know, click upload and just walk away. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's always strange. Like, because it's weird. Like, nobody likes hearing themselves speak unless they're freaking weird. But, uh, but it's just like, you know, part of like, you know, what we have to do. So it, it, it's always, uh, you know, it's something that I thought about, you know, for a solo artist when they're, writing and creating and uh, you know mm-hmm. you're recording yourself so you're there you know uh and having to like listen and go back so it, it's so uh you know interesting to me to you know hear your process yeah i mean i feel like when i'm writing recording it i'm wearing different hats so like uh when i'm writing it i'm you know the songwriter so i'm like oh is this song cool and then when i'm recording it i'm like does this like sonically sound good <laughs> yeah. so then I'm not even paying attention to the song. I'm just paying attention to, was that vocal take good? Is that drum tone what I want? You know? Um, so that's kind of nice. That kind of helps me through the, the process. So I'm always not worrying about uh, the song. Uh, but then, and then, but it's cool at the end, you kind of wear both hats. You're just like, okay, it does sound good. I do like the songs. It's like, it's a good feeling. Um, and then you're your PR person too, <laughs> and you do a uh, you tweet. I don't know. Uh, the the songs for the EP. So you, you mentioned there's four songs. Were these oh, like yeah. the only songs that you wrote for the EP? Were there other songs that got scrapped or cut? Um, you know, no. I think these these were the. I wrote these four songs. 
Um, yeah, nothing got cut from this thing. There's no leftovers. This is kind of a. Uh, I was thinking about. I was like gonna cut one mm-hmm. and step three because um, obviously there's always gonna be one that's not your favorite, and that was kind of one on this record. But um, I showed, like I said, I showed it to some people, and they were like, you know what? I think that's my favorite song, and I said, really? Because that's my <laughs> that's my least favorite one. Um, so I was like, you know what? If you guys like it, that's okay. That's positive feedback. Let's put it out. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be some cool cool music to listen to. Um, so yeah, so, so I didn't cut anything on this one. That is strange that a, a song that could be your least favorite or, or you know somebody else's favorite, <laughs> yeah. and you just never know how people are gonna like you know perceive the the things that you do. So uh, so it's cool that you were able to show people and uh, get yeah. that feedback before you actually decided to cut it because. Uh, if you were to cut it, your least favorite song, who knows where it would end up, maybe just like, you know, on some hard drive somewhere and never to be listened to by anybody else. Oh, yeah, there's there's songs that exist that no one's ever heard. And I'm always bummed, um, even like Super Heaven songs. I know off of off of the both LPs, there's just songs that never saw the light of day that have been recorded. And I always want to put them out, but um, there's never the right occasion. I was thinking like a 10 year thing or something. But who knows? Well, we have time. We're still here yeah. <laughs> on Earth. Uh, corona hasn't gotten us yet. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I won't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe in the future. But um, yeah, we'll have to find those songs on a hard drive somewhere buried in the studio. <laughs> OK, so I w- want to put a pause on the the um, EP talk. But, but I'm, I'm just curious how you've been holding up because obviously the, the last time we yeah. actually uh, you know had a conversation was on the podcast. Like, you know, we would right. chime in here and there on social media. But I'm, I'm just curious how you've been, uh, you know, since the last time we talked in January. Oh, thanks. Um, I've been good, actually. Um, it's funny. In January, I either just went to San Antonio or just came back from San Antonio. Um, and then like the coronavirus hit like the next week or something or very soon after. Um, but I, I've been, I've been good kind of just work from home, working on a ton of music. Um, luckily, uh, uh, my job I can do kind of wherever. So that's always, that's always nice. Um, uh, just kind of staying inside. I kind of like staying inside. So it's not, never been a bad thing. Um, obviously there's been a lot of, things going on in the world uh philly's that's going on um so kind of in the center of that you're breaking up that last sentence sorry Uh, oh uh with a like with all the protests going on in philly and stuff so there's been a lot of of stuff going on um but overall i'm good (laughs) yeah no yeah man glad to hear it no because i you know, talk to people, you know, from all over. So just uh, hearing uh, yeah. their different experiences and how they're holding up. So it's, it's always good to, um, you know, hear that you're doing good because not everybody is as fortunate as us to have been able to, you know, be okay through this whole situation. So like 1000%. Yeah. So, so I'm always curious and, you know, just try to make sure everybody's, uh, you know, just keeping you know their mind right and just trying to stay healthy and safe just because that's the only thing yep. we can do to try to, you know, get through this and, uh, you know, see ourselves on the other side. So I, I'm yeah. glad to hear that, you know, you're holding up there in Philly. How I, are you I'm, doing? Me, I, I'm, I'm doing fine. Yeah. I'm still that's here. Good. Still here. You, wait, you know, I, you know, what's funny is 
I think you were one of the last podcasts that I did before I moved. So I'm like, I'm obviously like I'm using a virtual background right now. Really? Yeah. The, the, this isn't like a real background. <laughs> I was gonna say to me, it looks like you're in New York or something. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn. No. no um, so uh, to, to the listeners, uh, I, I'm using a virtual background. Hold on. Let me see if. <laughs> let me, uh, so yeah, I, I'm just in my room. Nowhere. Uh, I like the <laughs> nowhere crazy but Same. um yeah but, but but i moved uh which was like you know whatever i, I hate moving uh, yeah it sucks so i'm here in anaheim down the street from disneyland and I, i've been oh, fine wonderful yeah just uh still been able to keep my corporate job keep the podcast going and yeah just been chilling you know here things are slowly starting to to get better like i went to the movies uh twice last week which was uh you know something i hadn't it's done odd. Yeah, <laughs> something that I hadn't done in a long time. So it was yeah. just kind of like like something weird because like, uh, it was like me and my buddy uh, Johnny and Garrett, and these are like two of the same people that I've uh you know two of like four people that I've uh, only seen through this whole like pandemic. So uh, the theaters opened up like locally, so we went and saw that movie Tenant, which was fine. It, it was cool, but it was just like kind of like more like wow, like we are gonna go to the movies. And like, yeah, you know, the, this the, seems wrong. Yeah, the, the, the later <laughs> half of 2020, like, what is this going to be like? So we, we went and, and checked it out, and it seemed fine. Like, that was, like, last week. We were all safe. Nobody got sick. Yeah. We were all wearing our masks awesome. and just, like, following the rules. So it it was all right. And, and, and like, yeah, last week, restaurants um, started, like, allowing dining on, like, the inside. Because, like, before, it was just, like, all, like, you know, patio and, like, street yeah. like, dining. But but now it's, like, you can eat indoors, but it's, like, just limited capacity. So uh, it's, like, slowly but surely, things are kind of, uh, you know, trending back in the right direction because, like, numbers are going down and stuff. And the governor, he, he like, I feel like he keeps us updated on it, like, less than before because he's, like, super focused on, like, all the crazy wildfires going on. Um, right yeah that yeah. stuff's crazy yeah so I, I feel like he's has like his, his attention like really focused on the fires and like covid's just kind of like taking the back seat um, mm-hmm. which is weird but yeah but other than that just doing all right we're, we're here it's hot I, I feel like we're like summer's over but the, the heat's still here it's pretty bad i think it's like 100 degrees today mm-hmm. and i just can't Oof. wait yeah it's terrible i'm like sweating and just don't want to yeah. go outside so <laughs> yeah fall fall hit fall hit last week here uh, but it warmed up a little bit, but uh, it was nice last week wearing jackets and stuff and felt good to take a walk, you know, oh. with the cool air blowing on your skin. Oof. Missed yeah. It. yeah the, that's so strange uh, to, to, to even think about because it, it still uh, feels like like time's like still standing still. Cause you think <laughs> about how this whole year has been and it's just been so strange because obviously back then it was like, you know, the, the start of it. It's like oh, just two weeks, and then we'll get through it. And then it's like no, we're like yep. here, like you know, yep. eight, eight months later, and we're still just <laughs> <No>. <laughs> try, trying to beat it. So I was like, oh yeah, like the sound of fury thing we were talking about. I was like, oh, that's that might get end up getting pushed back till September. Oh, bummer, but no, no bad, like no biggie. You know, everything will be fine. Uh-huh. And then here we are, still inside, about to go through another winter of uh, sitting inside again. Yeah, and, and I remember Sound of Fury, just the the timing of it, and like it was like you know, like t- it felt like time was running out, and people were like you know, fingers crossed, like hoping that they weren't yeah. gonna have to you know follow like the trend of all the other like other fests and like having to pull the plug. But, yeah. 
but but they definitely made the right decision because nobody like especially how 1, like especially how things like you know were at, at that time like when the fest was supposed to happen there's no way yeah. that anybody would have wanted to go or anybody no, i would have yeah yeah like like okay try to convince bands to like you know fly in let alone convince like the local people to want to show up you know so it, 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 it was a good decision yeah. on their part and the guys who, who who run it you know great guys really smart know what they're doing so yeah um I always trusted in them to make the right decision. So, so I, I wasn't like upset or anything. It, it all just made sense. Yeah. 1000%. Okay. So uh, going back to the EP. It, yes. It, yes. EP. <laughs> so you dropped the single uh, nightmare. Um, is there a name for the EP or is this just uh, Jake? Oh yeah. EP? Yeah. I never know how to, you know, do I release the name of the EP or do I like, hold off on it or the art like i never know like do i release the artwork but yeah the, the name of the ep is uh ricochet okay uh yeah um yeah that's the name of the ep so i wasn't sure if i should like tweet about it i never know how to like how to go about releasing names of the ep but um yeah that's the name of the, the, the uh, ep one of the songs on it well thank you for sharing that is uh the obviously you um tweeted out i was well, on twitter so i'm obviously yeah. <laughs> you tweeted out uh, uh your buddy uh taylor he he did the artwork yes. for, for nightmare uh is he also or did he also do the artwork for the actual ep yeah he did he did both of the the artwork for the for the ep um but uh because i had this like image that i wanted to use that i I took um, just on my phone and I thought it looked really sick. And I was like, there's something here. Uh, so I was like, can I send it to you and maybe like somehow make it look cool, <laughs> turn it into artwork. Uh, so he, he did such a good job on it, adding like textures and coming up with like a font. Um, he really nailed it um, on the single cover art. And then they actually, uh, I'm writing when it comes out. You're 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 cutting out. Sorry, I, I'm not, oh, sure, not sure if your internet's like cutting out over there, but it seemed like you were kind of skipping. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the single artwork. Uh, I did the the single artwork, which just came out super sick. Uh, and for the the cover art for the actual record or the EP, it's just a picture I took. Um, and then you know I handed it off to him. And it was like. Somehow, can you turn this into artwork? Uh, and then he did such an awesome job on it, and it really, it really came out awesome. Uh, I'm excited to share that on uh, on Friday when it comes out. Yeah, that, that's cool that you're able to you know uh, tap him. Obviously, like you guys are friends, and he's uh, you know done a lot of awesome stuff. And I, I saw like a lot of people, uh, you know, in, in the mentions in the comments, like you know, talking about how stoked that they were that uh, you know Taylor did the artwork, and I saw people, you know. Uh, you know trying to call call back for like you know web wing to do stuff so uh th that's always cool yeah yeah we're uh web wings doing stuff we um we have been writing an lp so there will be a new lp in the future one day <laughs> the, okay well that's that's definitely awesome to hear uh, I'm, I'm sure yeah uh, you know maybe all these like you know creative juices that that you have with doing the solo sub just you know will help and you know drive you guys to you know put that out sooner than later yeah it's just so 
everything's still up in the air because I feel like we'll want to play shows off that. So it just sucks that everything gets, ends up getting pushed back. But, you know, by that time that will come out, will probably hopefully be next year. Uh, I think we were shooting originally for like the fall before everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously everything got messed up. So hopefully next year that will come out. Um, really liking those songs as well. I think uh, Taylor did such a great job with them. Um, we all came together and f- flushed it out and sound, they sound awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely hard to to plan for the future because awesome things <laughs> things like look like they're trending in the right direction. Hopefully, you know things will get better. That that's what we're all hoping yeah. for. Uh, like this morning, I was at the local comic shop and just talking to the you know the, the the normal people that I see every Wednesday, and they were telling me about how they bought uh, tickets to this convention that's going down in L.A. and like the early part of December and I was tripping out like, yeah, I was like, this is crazy. Like a, a convention's happening in December, like in person. And they, they were telling me, like, yeah, like it's hundred percent going on. Like they have it planned and everything like tickets went on sale. I think uh, like they said yesterday and they, they were telling me that, yeah, they're down to go. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's crazy and cool that they're able to pull something <laughs> off like that. Cause uh, you know, uh, not sure like what the general public's like, you know, uh, feelings are for, uh, you know, gathering like, you know, in large crowds again. So, so the yeah. fact that, that they're doing that and like, like, well, schedule, you know, they have it scheduled for like early December. It's, it's cool to see. Cause I, I definitely want to see things, uh, start coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems like shows are going to be like one of the last things to come back. I mean, you got to pack everyone into a room, uh, I don't know. So who knows when that will come, they will come back, you know, but I definitely miss going to the shows and seeing, <laughs> seeing music, seeing bands play. Yeah. There's no way uh, there's going to be like a socially distanced show that that's never going to work. Yeah. That's never going to work. So, uh, I hope it's not one of the last things to come back. Well, I, I don't even know like whatever. I, I just hope it comes back in general because it, yeah. it, at, <laughs> at this point, uh nobody has like you know gone through anything like this and uh no i, I feel like we all kind of felt that shows were always going to be there because what i've been going to like hardcore shows and stuff like that since like the early 2000s and there's never been a situation like this ever so so the fact that it's been you know what since the last show i went to was early march so uh-huh that's like over half a year of just literally not going to a show. And that's not by, by choice. It's like, you know, that's just the way like things are. So it's, it's definitely strange. So I'm, you know, yeah, definitely. It's definitely, forward. <laughs> it's definitely a weird time to put out music and then to not play any shows, but hopefully I'll get together and do some sort of like live stream or something. Uh, I think bands have been doing, that's been a cool thing. Bands have been doing is doing all like the live stream stuff. Been a pre- that's been really sick to see yeah creative way to see see bands yeah uh sunny from hate five six i feel like like the stuff that he he's done like during the quarantine oh uh, yeah insane because like I, i've seen people uh you know do stuff on instagram live which is cool but then just to take it to the level that he was doing it at like i'm like okay this is this is cool he he um like the the stuff that he's doing um can make these live streams like worth like watching because it, it, yeah it is like a cool event and there is like you know hard work being put into it and stuff to actually make it 
you know, to, to make people want to like tune in. It's not just some, you know, it's not just another live set. It's actually, you know, something very special. So I, I appreciate the stuff that he, he's been doing. Yeah, I saw the thing with um, what he did with Tiger's Draw. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was that was super sick. Uh, they had a whole like, like segment planned out for like tuning breaks and stuff like that. I was like, yo, this is like a whole experience. Mm-hmm. I was super into it. I thought everyone did such an awesome job. And visually, visually, it looked awesome. Sonically, it sounded amazing. I was like, definitely, definitely want to see more of these. Yeah, and I had absolutely zero problem that it was behind a paywall because you, th- you think about the yeah. the kind of band that Tiger's Jaw is, and for them to sell a a ten dollar ticket to get to their you know virtual show. Honestly, there's an opening band. I was like, dude, this is this is a deal, you know. This yeah. is, and it was awesome. So I I, I had no issue because like you know I, I saw some people you know were uh, you know like kind of upset that you know they had to pay ten dollars. Oh, like, dude, it's it's totally worth it. Well worth the ten dollars. You can get get ten of your friends in there, and it costs you each two fifty. You know, or I'm sorry, four of your friends, and you pay ten dollars, and it's, it's two fifty each. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah no. They, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, I it's hope they do more than ten dollars is not a <laughs> a big price to pay to see a band play. That's it. Yeah, I I know the the next one or well, the the only one that I know that he's announces uh, I think uh, in October is the Mezingers. They're doing yeah it, doing it at the same place. Yeah, they're doing a studio for yeah. So that, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I want to see nothing planned, man. There's new songs they put out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, dudes they're rocking too yeah, everyone's putting out such good music right now it's like dang i feel so bad i feel so bad for mo- <laughs> the band i feel the most bad for if that's even a phrase uh is like code orange like they put out that record perfect time for march to hit i was like no but uh hopefully all this hopefully after this all passes, i'll get their uh time to tour and hit those big shows up and you know yeah, I had planned to, to to see Code Orange at uh, Coachella because I. Oh were, yeah, they're gonna play Coachella. Yeah, I, I feel like they're because like because obviously <laughs> there's like those bands from you know our sphere that make it to the bigger stuff like Coachella. Yep. So the the fact that yep. they got to that point, I, I was like super stoked for them. I, I love everything that they've done, and to see them grow and get as big as they are, I was like so stoked to to see them on Coachella, but then when obviously had to pull the plug, but then I feel like they set the bar when they did that live stream with Sonny and just seeing like the production on that. I was, I was like, you know, blown away. I was like, this is way more than I was expecting for like, a like a big band to do a like live oh, stream yeah. on Twitch. And dude, it was insane. And also made me, such a- uh, made me Sorry. sad. I oh, know it's okay. Sorry. Uh, it made me sad because seeing how awesome the production was on Twitch, I was like, damn it. This is probably what I was going to get at Coachella, which would have been like 10 times like more intense because I would have been there in person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so crazy with like with that band in particular. I mean, I remember meeting them um, like Jamie set up a show for us in like 2010 or 2009. Uh, we did an acoustic tour. Uh, set it up for a, some weird place in Pittsburgh, uh, and I just remember meeting these guys and being like, "They have a band? Like, what's this Code Orange band?" And just hearing more and more. And then they moved to Philly for a hot second, um, and then just always meeting them throughout the years when they do, would do like adventures or Code Orange come to town. Uh, and now to see where they got, it's super cool. Uh, super proud of those guys. 
Yeah. You mentioned it, it, Adventures. I, I would kill for another Adventures record. Yo, I really like the last the the because the only LP they did was awesome. Um, I feel like it didn't get enough traction. I feel like it should have gotten more attention than it should have. But I guess people say that about a lot of bands. But it was it sounded cool. The songs are super sick, yeah. and they did such a good like job like visually. But the music videos are cool too. Yeah, I I felt like uh, for them to be able to play those two different styles, but do them mm-hmm. both really well. It's like, this is like super awesome. So I, I was always stoked to, to be able to see like the, the different sides and I, I never got to see adventures live. So I, I was always like bummed about oh, that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was always bummed that I, I never got a chance to experience that live. And I was always like hoping I was like, okay, maybe they'll, you know, put some time into code orange, do like a record or two. And then maybe like, yeah. like, you know, take some time off of that and then come back and do like, like some stuff with adventures, but then they just never did anything. So, yeah, it's like just pick it, pick it right back up. Um, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. That kind of came to an end. But who knows? Maybe they'll put out an LP. Yeah. We maybe we'll speak into existence. Like last time we were talking about Sound of Fury happening or something like that. So we'll, we'll say Adventures put out an LP, and maybe two years from now we'll get an LP for them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll put it out there. Hopefully, the yeah. The, yeah. Like it gets into the ears of the right people and it will happen. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That'd okay, be great. But you're in Philly. Uh, yep. I, I'm, you know, Sonny's local. So I, I was mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, how can we get you guys to link up and maybe try to schedule something? Would that be possible? Is that something you'd be willing to do? Yeah, I definitely would. Um, you know, it's so weird. I don't actually, I, I don't think we've ever met. I've seen him at a ton of shows. We've always been like around each other, but I've actually never met him. Um, there's so many mutual friends. Uh, yeah, I would love to do a, a live stream, like an actual live stream or something uh, of that matter. So, hey, hopefully it happens. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, there it um, is. Once again, we'll, <laughs> we'll speak this into existence. I, I, <laughs> yes. I feel like this is more of a possibility than the Adventures record. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, five, six, Jake Clark, live stream let's try to get it pop in uh sunny was uh, my first guest of the year um he was on oh, really a, yeah he was on a couple weeks before you great guy like on air and off like super legit real and i, I appreciate uh, everything that he does and the time that he took to do the podcast so i hope he hears this or gets back to him because i i would love to see that and i'm sure a lot of people would yeah that'd be super cool to do um obviously I'm writing more and more music, so I'm definitely going to be doing uh, this more often, you know, uh, writing, recording music, and then whenever we can play shows, going to make shows happen, too. So Now, uh, since you, you have time, yeah, if, if there was like a, you know, Jake Clark, excuse me, Jake Clark uh, performs, are you, uh, you know, going to plan out to like, you know, have like a stage design or are you just going to go up there and just do it normal and not really try to have like a theme to what you're doing if i did a like a live thing or like a a show oh just going forward like yeah like when you do shows and stuff okay uh no um i think i would just play for now um i do think it's cool when bands set up like visual stuff but uh i don't know i don't like i'm not a very big act uh solo speaking so uh you know the 30 or 40 people that come out to the show um 
I wish I could, but I just can't. Uh, I guess afford it. <laughs> we got to get you like a projector or something. Yes. Oh yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah. I gotta get a team, get some fire and stuff. I do have a projector actually. Maybe I could. Maybe I could rig something up. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe for like a like a release show in Philly or something. I do. I do like that stuff. That stuff is cool. It's definitely another like dimension to a show. Yeah, because I, I know. Makes you stand I know out a little. Did, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You were saying. Oh, oh yeah. I, I just I I remember the first time I saw something like that. Uh, we did a tour with uh, Balance and Composure. There's like, I think, right after their first LP or like between that and their second LP, and they had like a cool projector, kind of like projecting some sort of like lava lamp kind of design kind of thing it was it was really cool uh that, that was like the first time i was like open to that like it's <laughs> like oh yeah this is cool when bands do something else besides just the music like something visual mm-hmm. yeah no I, yeah. I i think it's awesome when bands are willing to take that extra step to try to make the live experience that much more special i, I remember I went to the show at a program and one of the opening bands, they had like a crazy setup. You know, they had like full stacks and like all this like, you know, crazy like road cases. And, and, and people were like looking at them like they were funny. Like, why is this opening band yeah. like so professional <laughs> and like kind of clowning on them? But I'm like, no, I'm like, like, that's dumb. Like, like, who cares? Like, yeah, they're opening whatever, but at least they're taking it serious enough to, you know, have this like legit uh, uh, equipment. And it, it, I feel like that shows that they actually care to the point where they want to you know um, have good stuff and be professional and be able to show up on time and uh try to sound good live so it, it, it was weird but but i i like when bands you know uh, take that extra yeah. step and uh, try to uh, give us a better experience so it's so much work lugging all that stuff in <laughs> i was talking to taylor the other day and he was like you know i would love to be playing with like full stacks i'm like dude that's so much <laughs> so much gear to lift into a venue or up some stairs Oof, I just have like I feel like I have nightmares of having to like lug this you know half stack down like a long long hallway and then at the long hallway you get uh, two flights to stairs. <laughs> uh, so yeah. that's why I moved to a two twelve. That's uh, strange to me when uh, I, I'm like, who designed this building with without like having like an elevator in mind or something <laughs> to to make it easy? There's you know? the- there's this one venue in uh in DC DC nine, and uh, I just you you go in through like the restaurant and then it just these narrow to me it feels like narrow stairs like two or three f- floors just like straight up, and you're like, great I have to lug all this equipment up all these stairs, like I I, sh- I should have had nightmares thinking about that. Damn yeah it's like I would. Uh, you know, at that point, I would love to be like the singer of a band that doesn't have to lug anything. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of have to, you know, just uh, yes. just show up. Where's my microphone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the best gig to just have that. But also, say piss people off. You're not going to load anything in. I don't know if it's mine, dude. We're a team. You got it. <laughs> yeah, try to be a team player. I I, I used to play in a band. Uh, where I played the the synthesizer and dude, yeah, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it was definitely embarrassing. I, I was always like asking like the people in my band who knew about instruments and stuff. I was like, hey, well, like, where do I plug this cable into? And it, it was just 
terrible because I, I, and I only did it because they asked me because obviously it was like friends or like, hey, just, yeah. just just do this. Like you don't have to be like professional. I was like, sure, I'll just make noise with this keyboard. And <laughs> it was fun, but it was just I was just so confused. I was like, I probably sound like shit because I, I would watch <laughs> other people like other bands. Because This was back when like four years strong was like big and like, you know, that dude, whole... I was thinking exactly of where we were strong. OK, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we were like, going for, for that sound. And I would just like hear these other bands that had like legit like keyboard players. And I was like, dude, mm. this is this is insane. I was like, I'm glad like we're opening and there's only like, you know, four <laughs> or five people watching and not a, a, a like a whole like, you know, like full room because that would have been worse. We did a we did a few tours of those guys. Uh, those guys are great. But I remember like showing up and being like, you guys are just a four piece now. <laughs> Didn't you used to be a five piece? Because I swore I saw them when I was like 16 at like the electric factory or some venue around here and like you guys definitely had a keyboard player and they're like yeah nah. <laughs> no no more of that i was like yeah yeah i i enjoyed it um i i wonder what happened to that guy because i i know he had like okay like you know uh, him and four year strong split and then he had a band i think they're called like foxfire oh, really? yeah the, i think they're called like foxfire he he was the the the, the singer they're like a, a faster style band and I think they might have like one or two releases from my like memory. But then after that, I just, oh. I don't know where he, where he went or what he was up to, but yeah, they, That's used, sick. they used to be a five piece. Yeah. Um, never, never met him, but, but I don't think there's any bad blood. I just think they kind of went into a different direction. It wasn't really adding too much stuff. You know, I, I saw them for the first time. It was this uh, city called Victorville, California. They played this venue called, <laughs> called the trilogy theater and they played a cover song and it it, it was weird because it was like a bunch of like you know pop punk kids and like yeah like just like a, a whole different crowd and i remember they're like all right like we're gonna play a cover song nobody in the room is gonna know it but uh, just try to have fun and they, co- <laughs> they covered the the suicide file and i was like oh i was like i know this song this is this is awesome <laughs> yeah their taste in music is surprisingly really good like i was like dude what <laughs> It, for what i guess hearing like what they what the first record what it sounds like it's like you like these kind of bands what no way yeah it, it just seemed like hardcore dudes just doing- dude they're a super tight band they're- yeah and I, I think pretty much man yeah there's i think they're still still like doing it i, I sure remember the last record they, yeah. they, they put out because last time i saw them they're doing like a 10-year thing which seems like ages right ago. Uh, yeah, I think that was in like 2017 or something. But I- I'm pretty sure they put a record in like recently. I know in 2015 or something we did like uh we did we did a record tour with them or like half of the record release tour with them. Um, okay, hold on, which was pretty cool. I'm looking this up because I'm curious. Yeah, they they put out a, <laughs> they put out a record this year. So was it this year? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, because they were on. Uh, they were on tour that got like canceled like halfway through okay yeah feel super, feel super bad for those guys too yeah that's so strange like imagine being in the middle of a tour and it's like oh we have to go home now Dude, i'm so glad i wasn't touring or like counting on touring uh when this happened because dude it sucks you're just straight up stranded and then trying to get home i'd be so scared i was so scared coming home from like <laughs> work that day being like I was just looking at people on the street like, yo, don't get don't get near me. I don't know what's going on. You might have it like, ah, yeah, it's, it's like, like running inside and get away hiding in me. my room. Yeah, I 
have you ever seen the movie 28 days later um not that i can remember but i know the movie i don't know if i've seen it though okay like like it starts off this guy just like wakes up in like a hospital and just he's just like what the hell's going on and he kind of walks out of the hospital and kind of just walks into this world that's in like it's kind of like this weird like pandemic situation like some weird like virus outbreak happened and like this like the zombies in that movie like are just like super like aggressive and like super fast and that's like oh that's what i was picturing it wasn't isn't that what zombies are supposed to be like they're not supposed to be slow moving they're supposed to be kind of fast isn't that the lore on zombies uh, well, I think it depends on what kind of zombies, because like, I think there's like different classifications. If you're like, because if it's like the the undead, like the ones like you know, like if like a necromancer or you know coming from like a cemetery or something, I feel like those are like the, the slow type. But when it's mm. like these like infectious like type zombies, they move. Yeah, because yeah, I, I forget I which one it was. Was it like? Uh, uh, because there's like you know the night of the living dead but there's one of the ones where like the zombies were like swimming and stuff and you're like what the hell zombies can swim yeah so it's that like, ain't right <laughs> yeah the, so the, they've definitely like evolved o- over time with like what they can do and like the, the the perception so yeah i feel like there's like different varieties but like i base all my zombies off like video games because i grew up playing like my first like yeah it, like my first memory of zombies is playing resident evil director's cut for playstation Dude. so scary those games yeah and then like you know just playing video games over time and then eventually playing games like left for dead where you get those fast type zombies right what the hell this mm-hmm. isn't anything that like i <laughs> like remembered growing up so it, it, it definitely depends but either way if a zombie outbreak happens there's no way i'm gonna get defeated by zombies I, i've seen i've seen too much and i've played too much <laughs> so I, I feel like i'm just like mentally prepared just get me a sword just give me a sword and i'll be fine i'm linking up with you man i'm, I'm traveling across country hopefully making it because i'll die dude <laughs> Okay. I think I, I in my head I'm like yeah I got this and then I know it will happen I'll be like the first person to, like eaten I'm like what the hell how did this happen all right well like, I, I'm like <laughs> yeah it, it, it's strange but definitely I, I wouldn't be surprised because uh, I, I, I watched um, this Korean zombie film and, and now we're going into the zombie uh, yeah. rabbit hole but, <laughs> but I, I watched this Korean zombie film on Netflix called uh, Train to Busan Busan, uh, I, I can't remember something like that, mm-hmm. and it that that kind of opened my eyes. Like, holy shit, this could end real fast because they all woke up like it was a normal day, and then like within an hour, the whole city was just just fucked, and it was just like these people on the train trying to get to where they thought was safe, and then they get there and it's actually not, not safe. It's, yeah, it, it was pretty intense movie. So if you have Netflix, go watch Train to Busan. Then when that's over, go watch my. Uh, one of my newer favorite uh, like horror drama films called uh, One Bedroom. One Bedroom. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I'm looking for movies to watch. Definitely. Okay. All right. Don't watch the zombie movie. <laughs> watch the horror drama one because I feel like that one is just like so creepy and like sometimes I think about that because I, uh, you know, uh, living out here. Like I yeah I have friends but like no family or anything so like whatever like what happens to that girl in that movie is just like so creepy and like damn like I could easily have stumbled into a situation like that so Netflix one bedroom you should definitely check that out I will I definitely will okay well definitely stoked on that 
um so for the and now, now i'm just trying to like do it yeah. back but so uh you mentioned earlier obviously you're still writing songs you have the all right yeah the the four songs for the ep for ricochet yep. and then you're already in the process of writing for the lp now oh yeah uh, for for the and i know it's early obviously like you, we haven't even put the ep out but we're already talking about the lp are you trying oh, yeah, to let's go for it are you trying to stay in like the same realm like you know for the song sounding the same or are you trying to like venture off and just kind of have it be all over the place that's a good question uh the ep or i'm sorry the lp is definitely going to be rocking like i'm just like yo i have these songs i have a certain t- type of like style style i like to play fuck it i'm just gonna write songs that like, i'm not i don't know i'm not gonna worry about what it sounds like mm-hmm. like this song sounds sick let's let's rock it let's do it uh yeah this i, I want to say this ep definitely has like a vibe to it like a you know somber kind of like not lo-fi but in that vein headed that way kind of vibe and then i want the, i want the lp to be to be sick to be like to be rocking i want it to be a rock lp oh yeah just have that yeah. range yeah because based off the, the the single i was like okay this song seems really chill I, I can like you know put this on like to relax or on a long drive and just kind of vibe out so I, I'm, I'm definitely into that but i'm also down to you know to have like a you know upbeat rock album so i'm, I'm definitely down for yeah. you to have the different range well you know i always think that's cool is when like uh musicians bands solar artists whatever kind of have like multiple lps and like one lp is like oh yeah this one's like the rock lp and like oh this one's like really like chill lp like it, they just have so many different kind of records that you can kind of put on you know it's not the same record over and over again and i think if you can kind of um not typecast yourself into a certain genre but kind of it's more broad uh that's definitely the goal uh for what i'm trying to do yeah i'm I'm definitely guilty of uh wanting bands that i like to just write the same record over and over again just because i'm oh yeah because i i just <laughs> i'm in love with like you know that particular sound and i'm just like okay cool i want to hear every aspect of this sound so please write like a million more songs that sound like that <laughs> but yeah. then uh, but obviously i respect their their talents and there are bands who i've had fun uh you know kind of growing with each record and you know hearing the, the you know sound like progress and change and i think that's fun too because i'm like okay cool because like you know uh, looking back like each record you know has like you know a certain like time period and reminds me a certain point in my life so it's it's definitely always fun to grow with bands like that so i'm definitely down for that to see you know you come out with uh records that sound different because obviously as much as i would love for you know bands to (laughs) just write the same record over and over again it it definitely is cool to see them uh, progress and actually express themselves yeah i mean uh, it's weird to be talking about the LP already since the EP's not even out, but whatever. Uh, like the, Some of the songs on there definitely are, gonna, are rock, and some of the songs are going to be less rocking. So it's not all just going to be mm-hmm. super yeah, super rock, but um, there'll, there'll, be, there'll probably be a chill song or two on there. You got to kind of just like, a, you know, the flow of the record. I feel like that's like, that's another thing to strive for is to have a nice flow, you know. Okay. And for for the EP, yeah, <laughs> will, will you put up the lyrics somewhere so people can be able to like you know read along yeah. and analyze what's going on? Yeah, definitely. Um, I already have them. 
yo, it sucks. Bandcamp's super weird. I wanted to just put the single up on Bandcamp mm-hmm. and not have the LP songs come up, but or I'm sorry, the EP songs come up. Uh, but I couldn't figure it out, so I have all the lyrics on the Bandcamp. Um, and I'll probably write them up and put them on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Um, that's definitely something I'll do. Okay, that's uh, cool. this week or next week. I never know if people like that or not. Um, I, I, ha- I had one person message me and was like, "Hey, I'm like obsessed with the song. Can I have the lyrics?" I was like, "Oh shoot, of course." So I, I think I actually put the lyrics of Nightmare on my Instagram on the post too. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for lyrics, that's where you'll find it right now. But um, yeah, I'll have them out. I'm a big fan when bands put the lyrics up because uh, when it's like a newer band and I'm like. Uh, when I'm like yeah. trying to like investigate and uh, try to learn everything about the new music, one thing that I like to do is just read along and uh, try to analyze the song with the lyrics and try to like interpret it and uh, listen to it and enjoy it that way. So when yeah. when it's when the lyrics aren't there and then I have to like like you know listen a bunch of times to focus to like try to understand and hear everything. And then it's just like a longer process for me. So I, I just like having the lyrics there. So I, I noticed that the new single wasn't on the band camp because I was I've been listening to it through Spotify. So I, yeah, that explains why it's not on the band camp right now. So that definitely all makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I feel bad. This one, uh, someone was hitting me up also. I was like, is it on band camp yet? And I was like, yeah, I'll have it like next week or whatever. And then I, <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. You might need like a pro account or something for that or like, I don't know, some like label account. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to spend more money on this so no it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come out on friday i have all the lyrics on there it'll all be on the band camp i gotta get the band camp popping i feel like i don't have i don't know how band camp like works you know you follow people on there do people still use it i think so yeah i, I think that's uh, a lot of touch i feel like band camp is still uh pretty useful because obviously for, for me i assume everybody wants to have their stuff on the uh you know the dsps uh, yeah but then also i feel like maybe that might be like too much work so they just revert to Bandcamp. So i feel like Bandcamp is pretty standard but then i feel like the like the newer standard is uh to have it on you know, the dsps like spotify apple music yeah. title and all that um, but i don't know how Bandcamp really works either because i'll go and i'll see like oh like so and so is like supported by and i'm like wait how, how do i support it how do i get my little yeah. I- icon <laughs> down there I don't know. I, I'm not like super well versed when it comes to Bandcamp. Yeah, me neither. But I back it. I I do like Bandcamp. Yeah, you so, know, I I have some of my episodes for, for the podcast on YouTube, and I've mm-hmm. I've slacked off on uploading to YouTube because like it's it's all me. Like I have yeah. to like I had to learn how to use like Adobe Premiere just to you know put it together, which it's it's not a complicated process, but like having to learn that yeah. like to you know learn that extra step is just like. I was like shit this is like at first it was annoying because i had no idea what i was doing because i'd never used premiere before but now I, I can do it like no problem but it's also just like a, a, another like another thing like there's some people like there's like a, there was like a small audience on youtube people who would like watch and listen but then i just kind of fell like way behind and i'm always telling myself like all right yeah like the pod the podcast episodes uploaded i'll get to youtube next and I just yeah. haven't done it yet. I'm like, I think I'm like 20 or 30 episodes behind. So, <laughs> dude, it's hard. It's hard to keep up on that stuff. Like, like, oh, doing a podcast, oh, every week or every two weeks is like that's easy. But, dude, I feel like there's not enough time in the freaking day. You're just like, man, I don't. <laughs> I got to get to that, and then put it on YouTube. There's a whole other process. You got to wait for all the uploads. So, I feel you on that, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know people that have had struggles with that. 
it's a lot harder than than it seems. Yeah. But with that being said, you know, I do like watching some podcasts. It's cool to see like it's cool to put the face to or like the voice to a face, you know. Mm-hmm. That's always that's always nice to see. Yeah, like video is cool. Like I, I wish I had like a legit setup where I like, could do because obviously like, you and I are on Skype right now. Like I, I could yeah. do like the screen recording stuff, but I just just haven't done it yet. And, and for me, like the only time I've ever done anything like video like format, it was for um, episode 100. It was like a, nah. it was like yeah, like a cool, cool milestone. So I hit up my buddy Steven yeah. 197 Media. Uh, asked him if he could you know uh, do the filming and he was down and i was nervous because i uh, haven't really been in front of the camera like that and you know talking <laughs> and stuff so uh, that was like a it was a cool experience i i felt like it went way better than i thought it was going to be so yeah so we're, we're actually gearing up for episode 200 that's like we're like in the early, damn yeah so we're like in the early stages of planning it so so anybody listening episode 200 we're doing another video episode so be ready it should be cool that's awesome man yeah it's surprising that i've been doing it you know for this long where it's like all right cool like we're at episode 200 because i remember back it was like episode 21 where i had like the first guest and i was like all right this is uh kind of like make or break if this turns out good we'll continue down this road and if it doesn't we'll just kind of you know go back and just do what i was doing before and just telling random stories about my day which was uh, yeah so crazy it's so funny to go back and listen because they're still up um you know just like doing like 30 minute podcasts just telling like the stupidest stories is kind of cringy but kind of funny <laughs> that's awesome one thing uh, with the internet and being able to keep up like uh are, are you familiar with uh elon musk and his like Neuralink? oh yeah I, I feel like that's something that i would love to have just like put it in my brain if i could have yeah. access to like my stuff like just through my brain like imagine i could just be organizing and just doing all the stuff that i do on my computer just like throughout the day just with my brain connected to the yeah, internet be, dude it'd be great i've been real uh <laughs> the past day or two i've been obsessed with like dimensions like the Yo. fourth dimension that fifth dimension like so that's been like sucking up my day <laughs> just like watching youtube videos and like listening to like podcasts and like people explaining it i'm like ah okay so that's what a fourth dimension's like <laughs> but dude a Neuralink would love throw it in me whatever yeah sounds great people are worried about you know oh they're gonna control you they're gonna read all your stuff and i'm like dude they're already doing that yeah but, it's no big deal yeah whatever like, i'm not hiding anything <laughs> yeah and it's like it'll be fun because i'm like thinking about it. like imagine like we could just communicate through our brains and not have to you know always be staring down at our cell phones yeah dude we're evolved in that sense yeah and get a car get a nice tesla and then i'll have to like ever drive again that's my dream dude i for how much touring I've done, dude, I hate driving. Driving sucks so much. So if I can have a car that just drives me places, that's the dream. That's my dream. Okay. Have you ever driven through Texas? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a couple of months ago, my friends and I were kind of going stir crazy. And once again, these are the same people that I've seen like throughout <laughs> the, the, the pandemic. So my buddy Nate and my buddy Johnny 
we were like, hey, let's just get out of here to see what the world is like and you know, whatever yeah. the world, like we're going a couple states over. We're like, because California's locked down. This is insane. There's other places that aren't too far off from where we're at that are like fully open and just like, you know, continuing on. So like, let's go see what it's like. So we did a road trip from where uh, Johnny and I started in Orange County. We went to Palm Springs to get my buddy Nate. And then from there, we went through Arizona, New Mexico, and then we went to Austin in Texas. Mm. And it, it was so strange because California was closed. Arizona was open. New Mexico was closed. And then Texas was open. And we're like, this is like the craziest thing is like, we're like, you know, having to figure out like, okay, like, do we have to wear a mask here? And then like, we're getting stared at because we were wearing masks when in the open states. And, and so on the way home, I had to drive from El Paso to Tucson. And dude, it was so long. I I like I was like tripping out because like just just getting out of Texas alone, I was just like, how am I still here? This is it's been hours. It, it was like like so and boring. There's, no, there's nothing, man. I I I remember just there would always be that drive from like Dallas to California or some bullshit like that, and you'd be like, this is gonna be the same road for ten hours or something. Or like driving to El Paso, dude. There's nothing around. But having a car that would just drive you, I'd be like, easy done. I can sleep in the car so easily. Really, I'm like, that's what I'm good at. Not not the driving part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I miss those old like like when the Teslas first came out. There's those videos of people who would be on the freeway and literally just sleep oh yeah <laughs> sleeping the whole way obviously it's like super dangerous because like you know any little malfunction you're dead but i feel like that's i don't the- think they have dude i think no I think- there's been some weird videos like where like the the um the autopilot like it was like literally like sending the car straight into the little like cement median like on the oh, yeah, yeah. and like the person had to like correct so there has been mistakes but not as many as you would think but for me, I was like, dude, I paid a ton of money for this car. I had to upgrade to the autopilot. I'll risk it all, whatever. Yo, straight up. I mean, I'm all about like the highway driving because that's the stuff that's super boring to me. Mm-hmm. So like if I have to drive it up to my parents, you know, it's like an hour up there right on the highway. Boom. I don't have to think. I can get, I can get stuff done. I can get the Neuralink and dude, <laughs> organize you, everything there. You can be so productive. I know, right? And then when I get there, I'll be all there i want to like look at my phone because everything i'll be caught up or i'll be super bored one or the other okay all right <laughs> i don't want to get too graphic but um i was on the internet um and <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing to, to talk about but it's kind of funny so uh, whatever there's a website called Pornhub. everybody's heard of it um there's a video of this couple they're in a Tesla. I think they're in a Model X and they're just getting down on the freeway with the autopilot on. And I'm like, dude, that is that's pretty baller. And it's risky. It's kind of cool. <laughs> and I was like looking at it. And I was like, OK, the autopilot feature is amazing. I can't wait till it gets way more advanced because obviously other companies are doing it and um, with technology growing. And it's just only getting better as time progresses. And like we're we're kind of still at the early stages of it. So the fact that at this point, there's people you know, being able to film, uh, you know, pornographic movies and people being able to take naps and, you know, play chess and just kind of uh, tune out a little bit. I, I think it's awesome. So hopefully when it gets like super advanced where you don't even have to worry about car crashes or anything like that, it, it's going to be like a really awesome tool. 
It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I mean, yeah, they, they flew. I'm also into space. They flew that rocket into space, too. Wait. Uh, like, do you think like, space is real? Do I think space is real? Yeah. Yeah, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> are you a flat earther? <laughs> no, but um, you know, there's that uh that theory that like you know Walt Disney and the Nazis created uh, space and space is fake. Ooh, I like that. Um, no, no, space is space is super real. We're just floating around the old ball up there, okay. or down here rather. So uh, the listeners aren't gonna be able to see this, but there's this. Oh crap! Hold on, hold on. I, I gotta turn off my virtual background so you can see this. Uh, one second. But there's, um, I'm like really into comic books, and there's like this book that just came out called The Department of Truth, and it's obviously you can see like that's John F. Kennedy, uh, JFK on the mm-hmm. cover, um, and it's like this. I, I actually haven't read it yet, but just the solicitation, it's like, oh, like, um, in this world, like all conspiracy theories are real, like JFK, flat Earth, uh, aliens, and everything. So I'm like super Yo. curious. Do you know how old JFK would be if he was still alive? No, like I don't have, I have no idea to be honest. What's your What's your guess? Because I, I had a guess in my head. Okay, if I, I had a guess, up. JFK he got shot. The grassy knoll, the Umbrella Man, Dallas. I don't know what year it was, so I'll, I'll guess he what seventy five. Dude, <laughs> I think he. I, I looked it up, and it was over a hundred years old if he was still alive. Like, oh, he'd definitely be dead. Dude, isn't that insane? Because I thought I thought so too. I was like, yeah, he's probably about if he was didn't get shot, he'd be like eighty or something. And then I looked it up, and I'm looking it up right now to get the exact number. Hundred years old, it, dude. It was over a hundred. It's crazy. And are you sure? That sounds ridiculous. That's crazy. My mind's like blown right now thinking about that. He was born in 1917. Yeah, he'd be uh, I don't know, 103. 103. So. Maybe he, if he stayed healthy, could maybe be still still breathing a little bit. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Jimmy Carter's still alive. I think he's a hundred or close to. JFK. Yeah, maybe, maybe JFK. But I was like, damn, dude, I didn't yeah. know he was gonna. He'd probably be dead even if he was around. Yeah, yeah, he was never gonna make it out of that that term. Yeah, no. They they wanted him gone. He was he was you know ruffling up too many. Too many feathers. Ooh, I to... love the conspiracies. Love the conspiracies. Okay, okay. <laughs> so now you got me curious. How do you think it went down? The, the grassy knoll or the JFK assassination? Yeah. Do you believe like the whole magic bullet theory and all that? Oh no, I, I think that's just. I felt like that was debunked because like of how he was slouching down and stuff, and the, and they said like how you stand up. They kind of they kind of pulled the material apart, and it was like, no, it makes sense. It was a straight line. But was there someone in the? I haven't thought about this in a while. There was a show uh, on Hulu with um, James Franco that was about the JFK assassination. I never finished it, but um, you know, there could have been someone in the grass. You know, I I haven't given this much thought lately. But and the magic bullet, because it wasn't it supposed to like. Like dipped down and dipped up or something. Is that with it? Yeah. Well, um, they 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 found that bullet and it was like perfectly intact. And it's just like, how did it, you know, go through, like, you know, smash through bone and all that, but still just remain uh, intact? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it it, it can happen. It, and I was just like, that's kind of fishy. Oh, I thought the 
I thought there was a weird thing with like how like the trajectory of it. Well, or I, is that something awesome? I, I think that might be like the, wrong. I think that might be with um the theory about there being multiple shooters. Oh, that's something. I'm, okay. Yeah, was there multiple shooters? Was the great someone in the grassy knoll? I want to say hell yeah. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> yeah, it was like a whole team. I, I feel like they they sent out like a like a group of people. They're like, all right, somebody has to kill him. And I, I feel like these had people set up at different locations just in case one person failed. Like there was like you know like a fail safe. Uh, oh yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, so I just think they're like, all right, like we're gonna send them out in this convertible car with like tons of people around and we're going to make sure he does not come out alive. So I, I think uh, they just, there was a, a group of people, you know, the, the, uh, the higher ups, the, the, the elites, they just wanted him dead. The, the, the lizard people. Yeah. So it's just, like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, so you think they kind of put him in the, the car. So like there, there's more people that were in on the, uh, assassination than just those those two or yeah. one yeah because you, you, like you, you got to think it, it's a way easier shot if they can see him clearly you know because if he was in a normal car oh, yeah, they would have to like you know try to calculate to you know shoot through like a like the back windshield or try to get him through one of the normal windows i don't know yeah <laughs> you know the video is crazy i've watched it a few times just like damn dude you just see and, and it's dude that was our president you know like obviously we weren't alive at that time but that was like the president of the united states you just see his head explode on like national yeah. television that's it, it's, it's sad yeah yeah dude that would i mean I, we lived through other stuff that was kind of fucked up too but i'd imagine it's probably similar to that i Maybe. know like that yeah. that conspiracy theory is weird then you know 9-11 is controversial oh uh, yeah it did did Bush do it? Did Bush do 9-11? No, it wasn't Bush. It was Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Deflate gate. Um, <laughs> but I, I think conspiracy theories are fun. Like, I'm not out 1, here. 1,000%. Yeah, I'm, I'm not out here with a tinfoil hat on, freaking out about, Yo. like, QAnon and all that. I, I just like to... Like, kind of look into things and watch like these crazy videos on YouTube. But tinfoil hat thing. You know, one time I went to a, a like a movie. Forget fuck. What movie was it? It was some like thriller. And we're just sitting there. We were on tour somewhere. A guy just sits kind of in the corner and just pulls out a tinfoil hat, just throws it on. I was like, yo, what the fuck is happening? And this is just after all like the the shootings in like movie theaters. I was like, yo. This is it. We're done. We're done. That's crazy. So scary. Dude, I was like straight up terrified the whole movie. I was like, yo, this is this is not gonna end well. Yeah. Turns out it's fine. He just had a tinfoil hat on. <laughs> Maybe he just didn't want to be subjected to like weird subliminal stuff that he yeah, thought he that was going on from the local theater. I have no idea. <laughs> that that would be strange. His neural link was malfunctioning or something. Had to put the tinfoil hat on. Yeah, because what did, did they wear tinfoil hats in? Um, in signs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of when yeah, with the yeah, aliens yeah. and stuff. Because I I was thinking signs, but then um, six hands kept coming up in my brain. So I was like, wait, which one was it? But, but it's crazy. Yeah, but, yeah I know. Super weird. 
uh, I tune into this uh, podcast. Um, it, like the host is this guy named uh, Sam Tripoli, and it's called the Tin Foil Hat Podcast. And they'll go off about <clears throat> crazy conspiracy theories, and I'm just like, dude, these guys are like super deep in it, and it's like, it's- and like half the stuff like I've never even heard of. So I'm just like, what is this? Like, how do they even know about all this crap? Are Tin Foil Hats like, um, is that a thing? Is that like what? Is that like a some sort of thing people do? Like that's the only exposure I've had to that that and signs. Like, are there people that just wear tinfoil hats? Oh well, like I, I think it's just uh, tied to to conspiracy theorists. Like you know, okay. like trying to like, gotcha, block gotcha. out like you know them trying to like send like brain waves like you know to you. Uh, you know, Got it. But, but but it's it, it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, YouTube is a perfect place for that. You, you know, get lost in these crazy <laughs> rabbit holes. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just like. Like, I'll, I, I watch like so many flat earth videos because like I never like because like <laughs> apparently flat earth has been around for a really long time and I've only been oh, ex- yeah. and I've only been exposed to it for like a couple years. So just like watching on, on YouTube and trying to like you know process like how people think that could be possible. It, it's, it's like so strange to me. And then one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Logan Paul, he he he, did, he made a flat earth movie, which I thought was like really entertaining because he was like, <laughs> go to watch it because it's on YouTube. It's, it's like an hour long. So I, I'm, I'm going to send you the link for uh, one bedroom because I, I really think you should watch that. Great. Yeah. Horror, horror drama. That good. And then I, I got to send you the link to this Logan Paul movie. It's only like an hour long. It's, it's, it's a pretty uh, good take on flat earth. Mm. I, uh, I know they asked Kyrie Irving about the flat earth. Uh huh uh a few years ago and he was like i don't know could be true <laughs> people like freaked out about that but i kind of like his reasoning it could it could be true could be true probably not yeah. it's definitely not but sure anything could be true i guess yeah but then, then that goes into whole dimensions man well 3d dimension four dimension dimension you're trying to say that like we were like a donut shaped like earth did you tap into that at all no, I didn't. I didn't, I haven't gone far into the whole flat earth. Thing. Okay. I just I like I just heard people's takes on it, like if they believe it or not. Yeah. Well, but, okay. Uh, to to be clear to anybody listening, I'm not a flat earther. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I do have this funny shirt. So uh, the the producer of the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, his name's uh, Jamie, and he had uh, he was selling these shirts for a while, and it. Uh, all it said was um, round earth shill with like a like those emoji with like the dollar signs for eyes. And I, I thought that was the funniest shirt ever just because, mm. you know, people like we're like and people do still take it serious. Uh, you know, the, this whole flat earth thing um, that you think that's fine. But I, I just want to be clear. I don't believe we're living <laughs> on a flat plane. I assume and believe that the earth is round. It's a sphere. We're just on a spaceship traveling through earth, or through space. Excuse me. Yeah, I've been on a plane before. It's definitely not flat. <laughs> the it's curvature. Flat. You can see the the curvature. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not flat. It's 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 strange. People and and that's what kind of shows me like I'm you can trick people into believing a lot of stuff. Oh with, yeah. With with just a with a little bit of uh you know fake facts and you know you can just make weird videos if it's on youtube it, it, it's Dude, easy sometimes i'm like i'll watch stuff and i'll be like yo is that real <laughs> and i'll have to like look it up and be like i don't think this is real uh and then uh, you'll find something like oh it's fake uh, but i'll watch this one video of like f- they had 
they were filming the speed of light. I was like, yo, that can't be true. But apparently it was true. They filmed the speed of light. Yeah. Well, in the future, that's not even going to be that fast. You think there's something faster than the speed of light? Yeah. How do you think the aliens get here? Dude, the fourth dimension, bro. They, <laughs> space is a blanket. They just they go through the wormhole. Okay. That's it, dude. <laughs> now, yeah, I love it. I love like Interstellar. Great movie. Yeah, that was an awesome movie. I I love just like the, the thought of space like hurts my head sometimes because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like you've seen those videos on, on the internet where it's like it'll start off and it'll show you like the size of earth and then it'll start zooming out and it'll start you know showing the rest of the solar system and then finally get to the point where like our solar system is like the size of like a pinhead and like there's just like all this other shit out there and part of me is like okay how have they gotten that far out there like how do they know that like all that is actually out there and also it's just like okay if we're that tiny in this giant space like what actually matters and like and, and like when will we get off this and actually be able to like explore like when we're like like are we gonna go like star trek route or are we gonna go star wars or mm-hmm. like what is this gonna be like in the future are, are we gonna go like rick and morty which is like that just hurts my head sometimes just you know the portal gun and all these different like you know parallel universes and stuff it's crazy to think about because there's so many possibilities oh, I, I love thinking about it dude keeps me up at night <laughs> yeah and, and you then think it, then it freaks me out then it freaks me out yeah because all these sci-fi movies that have been created one of them is going to be the truth you know you, you think about uh you know movies like uh why am i drawing a blank independence day or like oh, yeah. terminator uh avatar who knows like one of those is going to be the truth at some point because the government's already acknowledging finally publicly about like oh, yeah. about you know ufos tom DeLong. tom DeLong literally was right or it was the reason he found ufos and then corona like brushed up to the rug you were breaking aliens up. exist you're breaking up when you're oh, talking shit. about Tom Long. I, I think the CIA is listening. They're, they're, they're trying to kick I think, you out. I, th- I think <laughs> they tapped in, man. Um, but yeah, Tom Long, when he went on Joe Rogan and people were kind of like, like, oh, he didn't really say too much. Obviously, there's like a lot of confidential stuff. He was on that list with like Hillary Clinton yeah. and stuff. But that's crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy. But it, but it's out there. And the, the fact that they acknowledge that they, you know, have this like, you know, craft that's not of this earth or whatever the, the way they phrase it it's like okay this is a trip because then you, you think about uh bob lazar and everything that he kind of blew the whistle on and people were trying to um you know call him a liar and saying that he was making up all this stuff when in fact everything that he's ever spoken about has like slowly came true and mm-hmm. it's like what was he really doing out there uh you know working in area 51 which is still there to this day which is insane and kind of scary to think about you don't think they have a different place now uh, like I, f- I feel like Area Fifty One's got to be like, at this point, like a low, like low level security. I mean, it's still high level security, but like it's so pop, it's in pop culture. Like they have to have made like an Area Fifty Two of some sort. Uh, I, I'm sure. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely sure that there's like other locations because they're, they're probably all right. This is not such a secret anymore. Uh, but you know what I was really hoping uh, a couple years ago when uh, that guy created that Facebook event to storm area 51. Oh yeah. 
that was good <laughs> that, that got so much attention i was, that was real good. i was hoping that it was actually gonna happen like obviously i wasn't gonna go out there and travel because i've been to the gates because I, I have friends who live out in vegas and we've driven out to the gates where like that's as far as oh, you really? can go yeah um and like we've seen like the people who work there like on the hill they're watching you with like binoculars and stuff and if you pass the gate like they can use le- lethal force so I, you know, had no intentions of going, but I kind of wanted to see what would happen if they actually made it in. And people just like, obviously, with the technology, everybody has a cell phone these days. People are recording and uploading crazy videos all day. It's like, imagine if all the people who signed up actually did storm it and we just saw what was actually out there and we saw aliens for the first time, like live aliens. That'd be great. That'd be so great. We need that. That's what we need. That's all the hope for us. They should they should just throw us that bone right now since it's been such a shit year, you know. Here's an alien. Here's a picture of an alien. Here's a, here's a video of an alien. Here's a but then, here's a TikTok. <laughs> TikTok of an alien. Oh my god. Yeah. But can you imagine trying to integrate aliens with, with like our species? And not like not like um you know, try to like procreate, but just like imagine trying to have them just like live among us. Yeah, like, yeah. Like openly. Because, like, we hate each other. So, like, imagine what, like, a whole other species would be like. <laughs> They're, like, the DMV or something like that. <laughs> that would be, that'd be wild. I don't know. It, I, I I would love to travel to another planet at some point. Like, I, I think about uh, space and how cool it would be to, to go to other places and see what's actually Because mm. traveling the world is awesome. Like, obviously, I haven't been everywhere in the world. But thinking about being able to go to, like, other planets, that would be super sick. Yeah, it would be kind of dope. Hopefully, we'll get to Mars. Hopefully, we'll get to Mars in our lifetime. Okay. Elon Musk taps you and he's like, hey, we want you to go to Mars, but you can't come back. Do you go or you stay? I, I, I'm staying. You're staying? Yeah, yeah. It depends how old I am as well. Tomorrow? You call uh, no, I'm staying. Okay. I'm staying, but I support whoever goes. I back whoever goes. Send pictures. Are you going? <laughs> Am I going? Yeah. What's the internet like out on Mars? <laughs> I, I, I just got a couple questions. Will I still be able Pretty to... Pretty shitty. <laughs> Can I access YouTube from Mars? No. Well, I was listening to someone talk about it today, and I think there's a 20-minute delay. 20 so, That's terrible. But they were saying it's kind of cool. Like, if you leave a message, you actually have to leave a message. Like, you're writing a letter. Like, it's back to that days. So you have to write a whole message out, send it, and then you, you get a response in 40 minutes, 20 minutes that way, 20 minutes back. I would get so insecure. Like, did my message <laughs> make it to Earth? It, it's been 21 minutes. How come they haven't responded? I'd be freaking out. <laughs> yeah, but that's insane, man. Like, that's how information takes 20 minutes again. I mean, that's also crazy because how far it is. Yeah. because But it's got- also insane that... Is that going at this speed of light <laughs> too? I don't Information. Know. It's jumping from. Also, there's a blackout zone when we're around the sun. Okay. Yeah, that's a trip. That's a long time. Twenty minute delay. I don't know if I can deal with that. I didn't. <laughs> so you're out. I'm out. What was that movie with um, Mark Wahlberg? Uh, yeah. The, was it Mark Wahlberg or? Um, was it Mark Wahlberg? Matt Damon. You're oh. talking about The Martian? Yeah, okay. What? Who is that? Because I'm bad with actors. Uh, Matt Damon. Okay. That movie was pretty interesting. The I, 
think I read that that the, the science based on like how he survived like that you know, could actually work. Yeah, they said you can you can plant something there if you have some sort of like dome like he had set up. Like I think potatoes could potentially grow. But then it also made me realize how like stupid I felt because I was like I if I was in that situation and obviously like you have to go through training to get to that point. But I was like, okay, if you put me in that situation right now, I would be dead day one. Uh, yeah, for sure, one thousand percent. If everyone died, I'd be like, yeah, well, was... my I'm going to figure out how to communicate back to Earth. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, all right, good, uh, goodbye, uh, Mars. It was fun while it lasted, but yeah, that was crazy. And now, now I'm trying to think of like what other space movies do, do I enjoy? Uh, I like that one. I, did you ever watch Ad Astra? Ad Astra? No, the, the Brad Pitt. No, that's a newer one. I, I I see it on I think HBO Max, but I, I haven't checked it out. Okay, yeah, that movie's sick. Uh, that's really good. It's a little more realistic which is kind of cool like that, plausible i guess is that the one where they where they like fight on the moon there's like yeah yeah, yeah. okay like yo the, i when i watched that movie i was like this could be our future in x amount of years like 50 years or so like i could see this happening okay yeah like it's super weird because they're like they're just on the like they're using the moon as like a hub as a base and like that's kind of what they're doing now they want to go back to the moon and now that there's some sort of like race to get to space between some billionaires you know it's a plausible thing so you, you said back to the moon so you believe they landed on the moon <laughs> yeah i think they landed on the moon because that, that's a big one because <laughs> you, you got that Yo, whole... that but that is kind of crazy though do you think they landed on the moon because Dude, it was in 1960, and they had straight up like. It was 1960 around there, maybe earlier, later, whatever it is. They always say like they had the computing, uh, computing power of like a calculator that got them to the moon. Yeah, and that just it was 1969. Uh, but 1969, gotcha. Uh, but. I just don't believe that <laughs> when you look at like all like the shitty footage and you're like, how do they have that advanced technology way back then? And then, mm, and then they, they had computers for a while. Then they, they like randomly lose all like all these plans and schematics to, and to get back. So that's why like they said, like they've never been back or whatever. Wait, is that really what they said? Cause you know, there's been like a handful of people that have been to the moon. I thought they only went once, but I was looking it up. They went, multiple times allegedly yeah allegedly <laughs> i mean do you think it was just to make to piss off russia and shit like yo we've been to the moon yeah because it was like the whole you space race th th they wanted to get there first um see it's, and it's like i don't know because like i'm not like i'm not smart so i i, <laughs> I, I can't definitively say no we didn't land on the moon um or yes, to me, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where, like, all right, building a time machine, there's like a few points in history where I want to travel back to and just kind of be like a fly on the wall and see what like what's really going on, because I'd be scared to uh, disrupt anything and cause like the butterfly effect and come back to like a whole like like apocalypse or something weird. Mm. Yeah, and uh, time 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 machines exist, but they don't go backwards what so yeah. so we're going forwards in time well you ever look up stuff on like 
time relativity and how you have you you're just um what you think if you go fast enough uh what your time is is different from the people that are going slower than you like on earth for instance i think if you could they, there's some sort of like theory that if there's some sort of like train or something that would go around the earth and could go super fast what you would experience time on train would be different from people that are just sitting still on earth and by the time you got off the train you would be much younger than people on earth it kind of happens with the space station that's flying around on the earth mm-hmm. on a such smaller scale there's a lot weird effects with that i i trip out when i think about like time zones because there's people who are like you know like uh, yeah that's bullshit as they're like x time zones yeah they're like you know like x amount of hours like ahead and you're like oh so yeah. those are people literally in the future so i'm like okay that's kind of kind of cool kind of weird to think about but but who, who made up time zones i always think about that or like borders it's just like this is such bs like <laughs> we're all just on this rock yeah but you know, time travel is like if if there's like any like <laughs> uh, like that's what i love like you know movies like back to the future or uh like tenant that's why i went watch it twice it has like you know um, mm-hmm. elements of like you know uh, uh temporal shit and uh, I, I'm always just fascinated by it because people are like, oh, like if time travel is invented, like when people already be like traveling back to to where we're at now. I'm like, I don't know, maybe who knows. I th- see. I think, well, it, it might exist, but it only exists in a different dimension. <laughs> but I don't think like we can't go 2D. We're in 3D dimension. 4Ds in a four dimension, they can kind of. Or is a 5D that can go in a different... Time's not a thing. It's all relative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever, yo, did you ever see, see Arrival? No, never. Dude, you should watch Arrival. That's a really cool, like, science-y kind of movie about, like, space and shit. That movie rocked. Okay. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Arrival. Yeah. Yeah, I think it came out with 2017, maybe 2018. 2016. It's like uh... 2016. <sighs> Amy Adams, is it? Yeah, Amy Adams. Oh, yeah, I think it's her. Yeah, Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker. Dude, it's dope. Okay, yeah, like that cast. I'll I'll, I'll definitely check it out. That movie rocked. Okay, but Wait, did I, oh, but, uh, yeah, but I'm a sucker for time travel. There's a, there's any any hint of time travel in any movie or show. Like, sign me up. I'm I'm always You're, interested. Yeah, time travel, sick. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever watch um, Avengers Endgame? Oh, yeah, dude. I love those movies. I know they're like the biggest movies ever, but they're big for a reason. They're fucking dope. Yeah, but w- uh, when they're talking about uh, when they're traveling through the quantum realm and having to deal with like time travel and you know them just referencing like the stuff that they know about time travel from like these movies from like the 80s. And I, I just laugh. I'm like, yeah, that that's exactly how I am. Like all, all these rules of time travel. It's this is based off everything that I've seen in these like Hollywood movies. And I, I just I think there's some truth to them. I mean, like, yo, the Tesseract. That's the fourth dimension. You know, in those in those Marvel movies, the Tesseract. You ever see like Thor and shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan of all that. But I didn't know that about yeah. like you know Tesseract in our actual world that it's like having to do with like the fourth dimension. Yeah, this, apparently that's like 
that's the that's the fourth dimension is is the tesseract. I, I, they called it a, like a a tenth or a trenth. <laughs> it was like width, length, uh, area or whatever. And then the the, the fourth dimension was strength, which I thought was kind of funny. It just sounded like length, but strength. Yeah. But you can make a tesseract, which is like uh, I think like two cubes, but like all at 90 degree angles i don't know it's fucking i'm still trying to wrap my head around it honestly yeah there's so many so many things in this world that like i feel like are kept a secret because there's all these like dark things going on oh yeah i and definitely there's like crazy advanced technologies out there that we don't even know about things that we're dreaming of probably already invented they're just like finding ways to kind of like slowly uh you know uh, in, introduce it to the public but but it's crazy i i think it's fun and i would love uh to time travel at some point because like hey, have you ever uh or not played have you ever seen that show um uh westworld yeah i love the first season okay you can't get into the second and third season but go on yeah okay but like they're not really time traveling but the fact that there's like that you know crazy technology like with like, how advanced like that theme park thing is how they uh, you know travel and then there's all those like, um, those bots that are just like so like real and it's insane yeah, like, yeah. dude like because uh, science fiction is cool to me I, I i think that stuff's awesome so just being able to think about stuff like that because time travel does seem a little far off and i feel like it wouldn't be like a thing open to the public like hey like everybody come down to the time travel store and <laughs> go wherever you want um but i, I feel like Westworld would seem more realistic where you can go to this place and interact with these bots, you know, and they're so life like you can do whatever you want, you know, you can kill them, have, yeah. have sex, do whatever. So I, I feel like that would be like a more realistic thing in our future than time travel. So it's just like curious if anything like that would ever come true. Cause like there are like, you know, uh, people working on AI and these like, you know, just like sex dolls or whatever that are like super yeah. real. So it, it's definitely interesting to see where things are headed in the future because it's technology is definitely like a really important part and for anybody who's like afraid of it it's just like i get it things are crazy because uh a just the thought of ai and it just kind of you know becoming mm. like sentient and, and being able to control itself is like like pretty scary and it, it seems like that's where it, it would head if we were to yeah. you know create like a super smart ai it would just take over and then we'd be in terminator yeah We'll see. As long, it keeps getting cheaper and cheaper to produce these uh, artificial intelligence, and computers get faster and faster. I don't see why not. It's definitely plausible. Yeah, think about we're about to enter a whole new generation of video games with like the new PlayStation and Xbox, and to think about how powerful those machines are, and at that price point, it, 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 it's crazy. Because you think about like going back to like where like video games started, you think back to like early days, like Atari and how simple it was. Now it's just like things look so real and it's like so immersive. It's insane. Yeah, dude, it, it is very insane. I feel like uh, I feel like my dad sometimes. I'm like, is that real or is that fake? But I'm playing like basketball or something. He'd always say that. Is that a real game? Mm-hmm. Looks so real. I get that now. I get it. Does look real. It's crazy. They've, they've done a good job. I I appreciate it because obviously we're like that that uncanny valley where it's like, whoa, is that real or is that fake? It, it, it's, yeah. it's a trip. Like how some video game companies can just make things look so real. They put such a good story to it, man. Video games rock. 
love them. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's insane. I've like put 70 hours into this like Avengers game that is it's like like okay. It's not like the best game ever, <laughs> but I'm just like such a nerd for Marvel and like Iron Man, so it's like I wanted to do everything with, to, yeah yeah so it's crazy but i love video games i i, I try to uh spend just a healthy amount of time playing obviously there's other things that i have to take care of like responsibilities but whenever i can i, I try to play yeah some, play as much like games as i can because there's the, and like i'm even going back and like playing games that came out like years ago and i'm just thinking like whoa this is this is so good yeah i gotta I'm trying to find another video game to play. I just got Switch, so I've been playing a lot of Mario. But uh, yeah, dude, I video. just sold my Switch because it it was just like collecting dust. Those things are gold. Yeah, so, especially during the pandemic, dude. So <laughs> I I sold it to some random dad on Craig's like off Craigslist, and he 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 like didn't know what like what it was. He's like, oh, like like these are just really hard to find, and my kids wanted one. Like, how does it work? And I'm just like, oh shit! Like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'll give you like a quick rundown. Like, this is how it works. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and he had like two kids, so I was like, this is like, like you can use this as like one set, like for controllers. But some games you can use like the two Joy Cons, so they both can play. But like, I suggest just go buy another controller because like, yeah, you know, you're gonna need one anyways at some point. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I couldn't find one anywhere. So like, thanks for like selling it to me. And I was like, dude, I get it. Like, I was lucky to get mine at the time that I did, but. Yeah, it was just collecting dust and I felt like I was like, I'm at, at this point with like my schedule and the games that I, I want to play, like mainly I, I play on, on my computer. So it's just like mm-hmm. it, it was going to be like rare for me to, to power on my switch. But it's, it's definitely a, a fun console. There's a lot of good games on there. Yeah, it's super sick. Definitely like it. You, you Very men- uh, you mentioned, transportable. You mentioned Mario. Did you get the, the new collection or were you playing Odyssey? odyssey okay yeah odyssey rocked yeah and i always love that when you get a new nintendo console you can always expect like a new innovative like mainline mario game yeah dude so sick really uh played played that game a lot did you get wrapped up in the animal crossing wave (laughs) no i didn't have one when that happened so Mm -hmm. I uh, didn't, but definitely I could have could see myself getting wrapped up in that. I do like well that personalizing shit, but I'm more into I don't know. I I really like like uh, like Skyrim was my favorite game ever. I I uh, yearn for a, a game like that. Okay, yeah, you you can get Skyrim for your Switch if you want to jump back. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I want to play it again though. You know, a lot of hours. Yeah, I waste a lot of time with that. Or if I should just like, I don't know, find a new game to play. Yeah, when I had my Switch, I was only playing Smash Brothers, Animal Crossing, and Mario Kart. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, I I think I might get Zelda. I think that's the next game I might get. Uh, The Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I think I might get that one. Great game. That was the first game that I got when the Switch came out. Seriously, Zelda. I, I first played Zelda on 64, and 
that's when like, I fell in love with it. Like my uncle showed it to me. So uh, being able to play it throughout the years and then seeing how advanced it's gotten, especially like on the Switch, seeing like the yeah. new mechanics and how they, you know, spread out like all the different dungeons and stuff. It, it, it's something like an awesome Zelda. Yeah. I think that's the next one I'm going to get. For sure. <sighs> well, this Friday, correct? Yes. Oct- Fuck yeah. October 2nd, your EP Ricochet is, is coming out. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm stoked that you were down to come on the podcast and uh, to talk about it. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Is there any last words before we sign off that you want to say about the upcoming EP? Um, just uh, thank you to all who will check it out. Um, put some time into it, so uh, means a lot if you listen. Um, yeah, just a big thanks. You know, I'm a real big. I like to thank people because I do appreciate it. Well, so shout out to everyone that listens to it. <laughs> well. Before we go, I just want to thank you. I, I, I seriously appreciate you willing to come back on the podcast to talk about the solo project, Web Wing, and Super Heaven. I, I definitely appreciate that. So thank you again. It definitely means a lot to me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for talking about space and conspiracy theories with me. I'd love to talk about that shit. So anytime. All right. Well, there you guys have it. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast, Always on Top.